Hey, this is Dave Pryor for Drunken PM Radio. You are probably listening to this on projectmanagement.com. It's probably showing up under the Reluctant Agilist blog that I keep up there. So thank you for listening. And thanks to the folks at projectmanagement.com for sponsoring this podcast. So today I'm very excited because I get to interview a mentor of mine, somebody who helped me get started in project management, who introduced me to PMI, and I've forgiven him for that. But Bob Tarney is here, and Bob's going to be speaking at the upcoming PMI Global Congress about Agile and design thinking and how they fit together. So Bob, thank you for taking time out of your evening. Thank you. Um, And you're doing a lot of work. I mean, I know you, we, we got to know each other doing project management stuff and during all the years we spent volunteering for PMI and the IT&T SIG, but our paths kind of went in slightly different parallel directions. Um, for folks who don't, who may not be familiar with you, can you talk a little bit about the work that you do and how you made that journey from being somebody who was pretty deep with the project management to somebody who was pretty heavily focused on the agile side of the house? Sure. So yeah, about 10 years ago, I guess, when we were working with the IT and T SIG and PMI, and we started looking at the Agile stuff and building some of those relationships. I went and got my Agile certification and then got a job with a small software company that was starting to do Agile in their software delivery approach. After two years of being with them, we were bought up by IBM, and I spent the next uh, seven years with IBM, um, primarily doing agile projects, but occasionally being uh, pulled into stuff that was still more the waterfall stuff because IBM at the time was still doing a lot of waterfall, though they're, they've gone through their own agile transformation. But an opportunity came across my desk a few months back to do agile coaching at Toyota and um, working for a small firm called Austin CSI as a consultant at Toyota, and I figured I couldn't pass it up. Yeah, go I'm back to the source, at, right? Yeah, yeah. Working at the the Georgetown plant, which is right up the road from my home in Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. And yeah, you know, seeing how the Toyota production system came about in the Toyota way, and um, helping them apply those ideas and techniques through Scrum within their IS department. So that's got to be really interesting. I mean, they because that's where most of what we do came from. Is it, I mean, when you got there, how present were the, tra- I mean, can you see traces of it? I'm guessing that, that it wasn't like all baked in. You guys are obviously helping them with kind of reforming it, but was some of it in there or did you have to bring it in from scratch? No, no, it was definitely there. It's part of their DNA. I mean, things like making things visible, having wall charts, um, it's funny, I walked into the building the other day and realized that the construction crew that was doing improvements on the building had a daily stand-up every morning Oh wow! <laughs> uh, before they got to work. Um, so some of those pieces were there, but then they were also, they were also following more of a waterfall approach um, for their IS projects. And that's, that's where the real transformation is, going from waterfall to scrum okay. and making that kind of shift. I think one of the things that's interesting to me about this, because I've heard this from other folks at Toyota, and um, to me, no matter how good you get at practicing Agile, we all kind of wander away from the path now and again and have to be kind of brought back. So I'm sure it's a great help to them to get some of that kind of reminder of that from you guys. Yeah, it's it's they're real good people to work with and really eager to to make this work. So it's been. so far, the, the few months I've been there, I've really enjoyed it. Cool. All right. So let's talk about what's coming up. So 
Your, your Halloween's ruined. You're going to be in Chicago, which you like anyway, but you're going to be away from home. Right. And the day before Halloween, on uh, at 8.30 in the morning, you're going to be leading a session at the Global Congress on Agile and Design Thinking. Um, can you can you talk, kind of give like an overview of what the session's going to be about? Sure. So I've done a lot of projects, you know, following the Agile approach. And I like the uh, analogy Stephen Covey put together about working hard to climb the ladder. And to me, that's agile, being able to try to deliver quickly. Okay. But sometimes the ladder is not on the right wall. And that's where I think design thinking comes in to help define the problem you're trying to solve before you try to solve it. Okay. So so let's assume, I mean, you're going to be going into the, the PMI conference is, is a big deal. It's full of project managers. I'm going to assume that most of the people there aren't going to be familiar with what design thinking actually is and where it comes from. I mean, how do you explain that to somebody? Like how to somebody who is like straight up PMP, never heard of it before. How do you explain it to them? Well, I'm I've got I'm going to do a 90-minute session which I'm going to include some exercises. So I'm going to demonstrate some of the techniques. Okay. As well as I've got a couple stories. And one of my favorite is a designer at uh, GE who is designing MRI machines. And he designed what he thought was the perfect MRI machine, went to see it at use in the hospital, and it was being used on children. And they were just frightened to death of this thing, didn't want to use it. They had to be sedated before they would get in it. And he realized he didn't take his users into account when he designed this machine. So he went back to the drawing board and came up with a couple different uh, approaches. One was a submarine, one was a pirate ship. So he designed this structure around the the actual MRI machine, and oh, it wow. even got to the point where the hospital staff would wear costumes and they'd tell a story to the kids before they brought them in for the MRI, and it had a dramatic increase on the effectiveness of getting the kids into the MRI because they weren't afraid of it anymore. They saw it as an adventure. So that's just one example of how thinking about your users and what they're what you, they really need can help you design something that solves the problem that they have. So instead of just the problem of we need this machine that's going to scan this, you know, certain people in this way, but taking the perspective, I mean, the same way we would with user stories, right? You're basically going into the perspective of the user and thinking, what is their problem? Exactly. So some of the other techniques within design thinking are defining personas and then empathy maps to look at for this persona, what do they think? What do they see? Or what do they feel? What do they say? You know, really thinking about who the user is and what they, how they fit into the equation before you start down the path of providing them a solution. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So um, how does it tie in with Agile? I mean, you well, talked about the I, ladder and the wall, but I mean, how do those two things fit together? Yeah, so I think the whole idea is you start a project by using some of these design thinking approaches, um, build some very high level prototypes, you get your users engaged. And then from there, you've got a good idea of what they need. Then you start writing your user stories and you start your first iteration developing. And then as you're developing, you go back to some of the artifacts you created during design thinking to make sure you're still on the right track through each iteration as you're delivering the value to your customers. Okay. 
So it's interesting. We, I hadn't ever thought about it this way before, but when you were just talking about it, I started thinking that if you're going through this design thinking phase to try to understand the problem and come up with a better you know, uh, solution that fits the problem, and then doing this iterative you know, agile development, it's an interesting parallel to like all the requirements gathering and then all the development. You know, like a, a different way of kind of approaching things where you do have some forethought, you know, going through understanding at least what you're dealing with and then a different way of executing. Um, but hopefully that'll be okay with the <laughs> with the people that are a little more traditional. Um, so you've, you've been going to the PMI conferences for a while, right? Yeah, I went to my first one in 1999. Okay. So do you find that the, the, the crowds have changed? I mean, I'm curious because I haven't been to one in a while. Um, are they more open to agile? Are they more kind of aware of it and on how it works and things like that? They are. Yeah, it's definitely, um, greater awareness and greater acceptance of agile than, you know, probably 10 years ago. And I'm thinking some of the early folks who spoke at PMI, like Mike Griffiths and, uh, Michelle Sliger, that's what okay. I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. So there are a few of those folks who were going to going and speaking at PMI quite a while ago and it it I think started something and people started catching on to it but now I think agile's well enough known that um it's pretty well accepted even you know even folks who are more traditional are realizing that this is a a viable alternative for yeah, solving their problems an important set of tools to have well and I, I would imagine that this one there's going to be a big deal made as well about the the work that the Agile Alliance and PMI have done together, which I think is an amazing thing, um, coming up with the standard and everything. Yeah, uh, exactly. So so you're going to be speaking on Monday, October 30th at 8.30 in the morning, which is very early. Um, but <laughs> hopefully people won't be out too late the night before. Um, and you've also got some other stuff going on. So you've got a book coming out. You're going to be going to Cairo. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I've been part of a group who have been really this this spun off of a PMI conference at least two years ago. Um, the book is titled How Successful Organizations Implement Change. Um, it was compiled by uh, Ahmad Aziz, who I know you know, um, and he kind of put it together and uh, had a, a number of authors, including me, help contribute by writing a chapter in it. My chapter is using Agile and organizational change management projects, um, appropriately enough. And we have a conference in Cairo on December 9th and 10th. Four, at least four of the authors of the books are going to be there to talk about their chapter of the book, as well as other aspects of um, organizational change management and their specialty. Yeah. I'm giving two other talks on Agile. I'm actually going to give something similar to my PMI conference presentation at the con conference in Cairo as well. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't, for the, for the folks who are listening, if you get a chance to go, I mean, I was only there for the first two, but it was an amazing experience. I mean, the people were great. Um, the sessions were great. Everybody that, was, that, that made the trip over did an incredible job put, putting everything together and Ahmad, does a is a great host to everyone, and I'm, it's great that he's still setting it up. All right, so the book "How Successful Organizations Implement Change" that's available now from PMI if they pre-order it. Um, the conference is going to be in Cairo on December 9th and tenth. Uh, we will get the URL, and I'll make sure to include it in the show notes. 
All right. So in addition to writing part of a book, you've also been the subject of part of a, a different book. Um, do you want to mention that one real quick? Sure. Um, a gentleman by the name of Bruce Hartman put together a book called Project Managers at Work, uh, interviews with a number of different project managers, and I just happen to be one of them. So there's a chapter in there about me. Cool. All right. And they can get that on Amazon or wherever fine books are sold. I'll make sure to include a link to the Amazon page. Bob, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Um, they can follow me on Twitter um, at B-T-A-R-N-E. Okay. Um, LinkedIn, I'll, my profile's there. I'll get the link for that. And the blog? You want to push the blog? Sure. It's uh, zenpm at blogspot.com. Okay, and I'll make sure to include a link for that as well. Um, Bob, this was great. Thank you very much for taking time out of your night. And I hope things go well in Chicago and in Egypt. Um, and please tell Imad and Frank and everybody I said hi. I will. Thank cool. you. Thanks, man. <laughs>